0: Log Talk Radio he, come, he comes forward but his his understanding of ring generalship and ring control is very very ama- amateurish. It's novice where I come from. Um, so he will he will understand the difference between um amateur and world champion so you find midges and that's knock out three midgets and you're pumped up. Yeah come home
1: with a pocket full of cash. Pocket, pocket full of, of cash, cash. It's 10 o'clock. You know what time it is. It's time for the majority decision coming to you live from the great state of Texas right here on Blog Talk Radio. I am your host, Greg The Truth. The co-host is the Black Belt, Mr. Fayaz. want to appreciate and thank everyone for tuning in live. And we want to remind you to please, if you're on Twitter, follow us at Majority MMA. Like us on Facebook, The Majority Decision. And if you have an opinion on anything that's going on in the world of mixed martial arts that you'd like to add to the conversation or something you'd like to just like to get off your chest. The topic board is open. Give us a call, 929-477-1077. Fayaz, uh, do you have anything that you'd just like to get off your chest and let the world know?
0: <laughs> Man, I got thousands of things i could get off my chest and let the world know but would anybody listen would anybody listen so it really wouldn't matter anyway but i will say that i'm looking forward to next weekend man looks like we got some cool fights coming up there's rumors about what's going on for ufc 200 so i'm kind of excited about that um However, um, if if we're going to talk about uh, combat sports and, you know, me getting something off my chest, can we leave Ronda Rousey alone? Can she just, you know, fight her way back to title contention? I don't think she should just get to jump back in because she feels like she can beat Misha Tate. That's all I'm going to say about that.
1: Are you saying that she should just be left alone to have – Travis Brown babies.
0: Yeah, that, just go that have that Travis Brown's right? babies. I mean, I mean, you don't want to fight, right? And then all of a sudden when somebody that you've beaten twice has the belt, now all of a sudden you're like, "Hey, w- w- what about me? W- me back here. See me back here." Raising my hand. "Me." Yeah, you know, you become that person. Man, that's I mean, I, I don't know about all that, you know. There's just you should have to fight your way back like everybody else, because you didn't want your immediate rematch. You wanted to make movies, right? Those in the fight world should not have to wait for you if you have other opportunities you are seeking. That is uh, that's my take on the whole thing.
1: Yeah, and I agree with you. I think though you might need we might need to cut her some slack. I think that probably it's not so much her. I mean, it is, it is, definitely. She has involvement in there. But there's no doubt in my mind that Dana White, from the very second that Holly Holm dropped her with that head kick, was absolutely already planning the immediate rematch. And so that kind of brings up almost another question. Dana White was really critical of Holly Holm for taking the fight Uh, or or really critical of Holly Holm's management for taking the fight against Misha Tate and not waiting to cash the big paycheck with uh, Ronda Rousey. And Misha Tate uh, obviously won the belt. So now Holly Holm is no longer champion. The golden rematch is no longer an option. But on the second hand, Conor McGregor took a very dangerous fight and, um, lost as well as did Holly Holm, but uh, he gets praised for it. So is there a little bit of a double standard working right there?
0: I don't. I mean, I don't. I don't know what you mean about by, by the double standard. What you think? It's okay you think Holly Holm for... shouldn't have taken the fight?
1: No, from the way that Dana White's looking at it, he criticized Holly for taking the fight and not waiting on Ronda. Right but he praised Conor McGregor for taking the fight with Nate Diaz when he could have probably waited on his title fight with Rafael Dos Anjos. So he praised McGregor, who lost, but he dogged home and her management, who also lost. You get where I'm coming with that?
0: Yeah, I get. I mean, I get where you're coming with that, but you know, I also saw an interview where he, you know, he was he praised Holly Holm for not tapping out and you know fighting to the very end. So, you know, you got to take what he says kind of with a grain of salt. I don't know. I think uh, I think it was a good. I mean, man, I don't know if I would want to sit around and wait. You know, six, seven, eight months. You know, if you're a fighter, you know, boxers. Boxers can do it, I guess, but it's that's that's just too long, man you know if you're if you're an active fighter and you fought 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 fought, fought, you know, and you and that's how you got to the top, and then all of a sudden, hey, go ahead and take a break for nine, ten weeks, you don't wanna do that because you like those paychecks, and you see those paychecks getting bigger and bigger, right, so you know, Holly Holmes probably thinking the same thing. Yeah, I can defend my belt, but uh, you know, let's take advantage of the paychecks while I can take advantage of the paychecks, right? Conor McGregor's doing the same thing. He he knows he can talk himself into a million dollars just to show up. You know, I don't. Uh, I mean, yeah, I'm sure he hates that he lost, but I don't think he cares. You know, the the whole double standard thing. And I don't know. All I know is that uh, I don't think that, you know, Ronda should just get an immediate title shot. You know, she took herself out of the picture. I mean, that's just it's not where it's at, man, you know. She should she should have to fight somebody. She should she should have to fight Holly Holm is what, who she should get to fight first. And it should be Tate and, like, Nunez. Yeah,
1: in, in the logical world, that makes sense. Uh, and that would be the direction that I would think they would need to go, obviously that's not going to be the direction that they're going to go. No, it's but, not. But really, but, you know, at the end you, of the day, or, or, they're putting Ronda they're putting in a corner because if yeah. Misha beats her, and it's quite possible that she does, um, that would be her best chance to beat her with Rhonda taking the extended period of time off, Nisha, you know, confidence at an all-time high. If Ronda loses again, you know, I, I would probably go out on a limb and say that would be it for her.
0: Yeah. No, I mean, I don't see her coming back after losing twice. If uh, – I think I think if she comes back, though, you know, she I, – I think if she comes back, let's say she beats Misha Tate. She beats Misha Tate. She's got to defend again. Then you got to give her Amanda Nunez, man. I think, uh, dude. I think Amanda Nunez can get it done. That girl is just tough. You know, there's nobody thought anybody could beat her till a till a really good striker came along and beat her. I don't think there's enough time for her to learn to improve her striking that much.
1: Do you think that? I mean the, the way that Ronda fought the fight. And I know we've talked about this. You know, you can you can look back on the episode list if you're listening and you didn't catch up on our conversation about the home and Rousey fight. But you know, when you really, when I really think about it and, and look at the fight back, Ronda did fight a, a bit of a different fight than she normally did. She did seem like. You know, not not that she she obviously she was emotional, she was out of control. She didn't seem to stop long enough to take a breath to decide for what the right course was in terms of changing a game plan or uh, you know, trying to stop the bleeding at any point in that fight. I don't know. At the end of the day, I'm with you. The the, the best fight that needs to be made is Uh, Holly Holm and Ronda Rousey, with or without the belt. That's the one that needs to be waiting on Ronda when they do bring her back.
0: Or you give Holly Holm a rematch because that fight was way more worthy of a rematch than than Holly Holm Ronda Rousey. I mean, Holly Holm beat her hands down. I mean, yeah, beat her like a rag doll. I mean, it wasn't even it wasn't even a contest. Just beat her, beat her everywhere. And you give Holly Holm the rematch and you make, you make, you make Ronda the gate to Amanda Nunez getting the next title shot.
1: 929-477-1077. If you want to give us a call, I always want to throw that number out there. Let's uh, let's talk a little bit about Chris Lieben. And why don't you run down a little bit, uh, of what's actually gone down with Lieben and, uh, has uh, forced him into retirement.
0: So, you know, we were talking about Chris Lieben, I think it was a couple of shows ago, how we were talking about he was making his uh, debut. He was coming back, and, you know, we talked about, should that be a good thing for Chris Lieben? You know, why is he doing it? Maybe he needs money, or, you know, the guy's put himself through so many wars, and you know, whatnot. Well, it turns out that he did not pass his medical, and that Chris Lieben um apparently has a serious heart condition i guess it's from uh years and years of uh, alcohol and drug abuse and which you know he doesn't hide right he just wrote a book and you know he goes through he goes through all of that stuff and uh you know he you know he talks about you know addiction to you know prescription medicine because you know constantly being in pain from fighting and you know, just, you know, things of that nature, you know, a lot of things that if you, you know, ever took took to learning any history or watched, the you know, The Smashing Machine, which is a documentary about Mark Kerr, who, you know, you know, suffered, you know, similar things, you know, with an addiction to pain medicine, you know, eventually landed him in the hospital. But now uh, Chris Lieben apparently has a serious heart condition to where his left ventricle, which is. Uh, I guess the one where most of your blood supply runs is supposed to run through the heart there. The uh, the left ventricle is only working at an 18% capa- of its capacity. So that's, uh, that's a big deal right there. And, uh, you know, for somebody who, you know, needs, you know, it needs that heart rate, you know, to be at an elevated level to perform and to do what he needs to do, especially a guy like Chris Lieben who goes goes in there and leaves it all in the ring, man, or in the cage or, you know, what, you know, what have you, that's uh, – he can't do that, man. That's going to have to – he's going to have to retire.
1: And probably one of the best things that happened to him was them deciding to go to Bellator to fight again so that he would have to go through the medical uh, evaluation and they find out that he has this heart issue. You know, that that might have been something that really actually ended up working out for his good so that, you know, he doesn't get himself into trouble because, you know, you, you never really know, I guess, with some of the lower tier companies, you know, how thorough, that is. and I don't know, I'm, I'm not, I've never fought, I've never been a fighter, but, you know, there's a lot of companies out there that probably, you know, the level of interest in how healthy you are and how prepared you are to fight, especially somebody like Chris Levin. you know, if I'm a promoter and I'm thinking, man, I can get Chris, Chris Levin on my card, well, I want to do whatever I can to get him on that card because I know people are going to come out to watch him fight. So, so definitely something that, that probably ended up being, for his good that he went through that and uh could have ended probably pretty bad for him the heart's not something to mess with
0: no definitely not so yeah i mean who knows right he could have just been working out yeah and something could have gone wrong right if you know let's say yeah. he would have never taken the fight and he was just in the gym one day you know just kind of you know sparring around messing around maybe he was just rolling you know no striking involved you know that's that's enough of a heart rate elevation, and uh, you know anything anything could happen, man. So it's good to know they caught that. Good for Chris Lieben. and you know I'm hoping, uh, you know, uh, obviously a recovery is a, is a strong word, but you know, hope he's able to you know live with it and at least one day do some sort of training again because uh, you know he probably misses the martial arts.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. You know, when I look back at, at Chris Levin's career, one of the things that sticks out to me, I mean, obviously, if you ask anybody who's been an MMA fan, think about Chris Levin, he's probably best known as just an all-out, tough, scrappy guy. Um, but one of the things that, that really stands out to me that I remember about him was the fact that he he fought and won, um a, a ten, almost, t- I think it was uh, ten to fourteen day fights back to back, both on short yeah,
0: notice. Yeah, did. He did.
1: And it's not, not very many people, if anybody, has done it on that short of a notice that I can think of off the top of my head. Uh, he he took out Aaron Simpson and then uh, hear Akiyama, Man, that that's that's something that will not be easily replicated by any fighter.
0: Yeah, definitely, and and I think I think he won those in uh very convincing fashion. It's not like one of them went the full – I don't think any of – I don't think even one of those fights went the distance. I think he, oh, yeah, uh, he put him away them away in both – Yeah, he finished both of those fights, and so that just – you know, that goes to show you, you know, what type of fighter he was, and, you know, you'd hate for something bad to happen to a guy like that, but, uh, you know, it, it's it's for the better, and I'm sure – I'm sure he's got a lot of good things coming his way.
1: Yeah, hopefully so. And, of course, one of the dubious distinctions that Chris Lieben has in his lineup of fights is uh, being Anderson Silva's first UFC victim.
0: (laughs) Right. (laughs) But
1: but either way, tough guy. Um, Certainly, you think he's a Hall of Famer? UFC Hall of Famer?
0: You know, I don't know. I don't know. uh, You know, I don't know what the categories (laughs) in the Hall of Fame are. So uh, I I don't know. You know, I I don't know what you. You know, is it just? Is it? I know they're they're not just doing pioneers, because I think um, Matt Hughes and Frank Trigg made the. I think Frank Trigg got in the Hall of Fame just for his two fights with Matt Hughes, and he lost them both. So, you know what I mean. So yeah, there's a good chance. There's a good chance he put on. Some good shows, and maybe he'll get there.
1: Yeah, yeah, you never know. And, and, and you're right; it is it's hard to make a judgment on that when you really don't know. Like, what is the criteria by who who they're selecting uh, to to go in that thing? But uh, you know, either way, Chris Leben, great career, exciting fighter. If He was on the card. You knew you if you watched that fight, you were going to get your money's worth. So, uh, thanks for the memories, Chris Leben. Glad to see you uh that uh they caught that heart thing for you bud definitely Let's jump into some uh just some random news a few things I thought i'd break bring up uh not to spend a whole lot of time on each of these, but uh anybody who's a fan of m m a or or the the show inside m m a which is the longest running independent MMA show, I I think it's a Access or or it is an Access uh uh TV a regular program. Um Marl is gonna replace is gonna be replacing Kenny Rice. Kenny
0: Rice, yes. Yep.
1: And I, I have to say right off the bat, I don't regularly watch that show, I probably should, but Marl Renallo is a one hundred percent upgrade from Kenny Rice. No offense, Kenny Rice. I <laughs> know he's well respected. Right. But uh yeah. Glad to see Morrow taking that spot.
0: You know what? That's that a show, good show probably, to watch. It? Yeah. Yeah, you know what I, I do watch that show. I I really like that show. You know, I'm a big Boss Rudin fan. They got they got great fighter interviews. Uh they cover all the local you know they cover all the smaller local shows and the local stuff. Yeah they
1: do. Um
0: and it also airs because every Friday night on that channel, they'll have, like, a legacy card or they'll have an RFA card, uh, Resurrection Fighting Alliance, which is, you know, another feeder into the bigger promotions. But it's also run by Anderson Silva's uh, manager and trainer. And uh, there's always good fights. You know, you you can catch all kinds of combat sports Friday night on AXS. That's the channel. It's called AXS. We call I just call it Axis. I'm sure that your cable provider has it. And if you're a fight fan, I mean, uh, it's 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 definitely a good show to watch. You can also catch some cool stuff. Sometimes Chavello will do some interviews with fighters, and uh, you know, it's uh, it's 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 nice for there to be like a you know a medium you watch on. I mean, you can watch on TV you know and just it cover that scene for you because there's uh you know there's not a whole lot of that going on on ESPN and things like that.
1: Yeah, it's it still kind of takes the you know the page 2 column so to speak on ESPN and uh, and Fox Fox obviously Fox has an agreement with them so they they pump it up but uh anyway, it's just it's really coming along and here's another uh, point that it's coming right along. That's uh, Paige Van Zandt is going to be joining a show that I never watch, and that's Dancing with the Stars, but uh, good for her and good for <laughs> Yeah. Give uh definitely. Get,
0: get it out there. She, I think good she'll be, her. what, the third person, to, the third MMA person to do that, I think. Who did it first? I think Chuck did it. Chuck Liddell did it. I'm trying to remember if Randy Couture did it or not. I can't the top of my head, but I know Chuck Liddell did it, and uh yeah, Paige Van Zant's gonna do it, that's, I mean, why not? Why not? Might as well. I mean, you know. Dance forget a little hard <laughs> That's right. You're young, you got time, just do it. Just do it. If it'll keep you from getting punched in the face anymore by Rose Neva Eunice, just do it. Did you see that John Anik got a 209 tattoo? Yeah. He got it. Yeah. Like, they showed a picture yeah. of it. And I don't know if we talked about this last time. Um, I think we might have touched on it. But for those of you out there listening who weren't sure if he really got the tattoo, I, I, I think I just saw a picture of it. And John Anik got the 209 tattoo. So, uh, hey, that's uh, that's crazy. What you know? Just think, just think. If you did that every time, if you made a bet on an MMA fight, just think of uh, how many tattoos John Anik would actually have.
1: <laughs> oh, poor John Anik. Well, you know what? Credit him for being a man of his word, right?
0: Yeah. Definitely. And if you haven't
1: seen the tattoo, uh, check it out on Twitter because I'm pretty sure that uh, we have retweeted it on the Twitter. But uh, yeah. I don't know. All I can say is I'm glad that I didn't bet a tattoo because uh, there's no way. There's no way I'm getting a tattoo. I don't ha- I don't <laughs> have it in me. I just don't yeah. have it in me and I'm not afraid to admit it.
0: You don't have it in you? Well, I'm getting more, buddy. So, yeah, but none of them are going <laughs> to say, say 209.
1: They're not going to say 209.
0: They're not going to say 972. They're not going to be my zip code or my address. Or anything <laughs> weird like that. So, well, just wanted to get another to, bit of news. To get that out there. Yeah, another
1: bit of news that uh, I don't know if we should be excited or terrified for, but apparently Floyd May- Mayweather thinks he can get into some MMA promoting. How about that, oh, Mayweather. After all the bad things that he's had to say about MMA, all of a sudden it can be a source of income. How about that?
0: There you go. You think, I don't know if he'll have any, uh, he'll, he'll probably invest in a promotion. I don't think he'll have any direct influence on it. I hope he doesn't. But, uh, does it, is he, is he investing into a current promotion or is he coming up with his own or what's he doing?
1: Uh, he hasn't really said, I think uh, he just had, had a, had a guy in front of him and probably posed the question and he, he just, just said that he, he, he kind of sees money and he could see himself one day being involved with uh, MMA. And, um, you know, they were kind of asking him, you know, what, what, what's what been your problem with MMA? And, and you know, and he kind of just kind of sidestepped and said, well, you know, sometimes you guys catch me on days where I'm just not having a good day and you ask me about MMA. So, of course, I, you know, uh, you know, I got bad things to say about MMA, but uh, when the tables are turned and the checks can be written, Floyd loves MMA if it's filling his pockets up. Sure,
0: of course it's filling his. I mean, look what Roy Jones did, right? Roy Jones on the twentieth of this month has got a, uh, I think he's got like a potential fight card. He's got. He He found a replacement for Ken Shamrock. So it's like Dan Severn and uh, Tank Abbott. So, um, oh no. Yeah, I think that's what's that's going not, on. I think that's happening. Are
1: you sure that's not Bellator produced card right
0: there? <laughs> you, you know what? It's uh, you. You know. You know it's going to happen. It's going to happen. It's going to happen before you know it. Bellator is going to have every person who was on the first ever UFC card on their uh, roster. And uh, that's just going to be weird. But... Uh, and then they'll decide yeah. to bring the tournament back. Right. Then they'll decide to bring the tournament back. Exactly. So 22 years later, here we are again, guys. And, yeah, it's just weird. So yeah, if you do... Of, it's, so it's, the, so so Roy's got... Yeah, he's got Chael. I think he's got Chael Sonnen and Bisping in a grappling match. And then he's boxing somebody that night. It's kind of a uh, mixed collage of uh, combat sports.
1: Yeah, I want to say there's a there's also a professional wrestling match on that card too. Maybe like Kurt Angle, because because I, I know exactly what you're talking about. You're right. That you're right. Card. Floyd Mayweather right. is supposed to fight a fan, I think. Or, really? or something. I don't know. It's it's shaky. It's shaky. I don't know. But but speaking of Chell Sonnen, there's been a little bit of rumblings. You know, Chell's two-year suspension is uh, coming close to an end, I believe. And now I think the uh, slow word is uh, coming out that he might come back for one more fight if it's the right fight. You think Chael Sonnen is, uh, do we want to see him again?
0: You know what? I wouldn't mind seeing him fight again. He's not that old. So, I mean, uh, I wouldn't mind seeing him fight again. But who's he going to fight? Who would be a good fight if Chael Sonnen came back?
1: Conor McGregor. (laughs) I don't know. uh, That's hard to match up, right?
0: that's, That's, that's that's Connor going up at way up in weight. But uh that's a lot of you would have to do. Could you <laughs>
1: imagine the press conferences that would go down with one side being Connor McGregor and one side being and It would be absolute fire. It would be amazing. It would be that all would, it would be
0: worth it. Yeah. It's 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 uh all it all it would be is a uh a wrestling match and uh I mean, let's let's face it. Chael shows up; he's going to show up at 225 pounds and lay on him, right? I mean, that's basically what happens in that fight. <laughs> so that fight will never ever happen. But uh, I think a good fight for Chael Sonnen, and a good fun fight to watch. I think you got to throw him in there with um, God. What is that guy's name? I can't remember that guy's name. You got to throw him in there with somebody ridiculous. I think you do. I think you do an. I think you do. Uh, I think you do an actual fight with Bisping. I think that'd be. I think I'd watch that.
1: Yeah, I think. I, I think. I think that's a good matchup. They fought before, and it was really, really close. I, I think. I think that'd be a good fight. I think another fight with Anderson would probably make sense. I mean, why not, right? I mean, it was one of the biggest fights in UFC history. You know, I mean, it, yeah, if he comes back, that's all it's going to be about. It's just a one-off, one-night-only, biggest fight that we could possibly get out of him type of a thing.
0: He should come back and fight CM Punk. That's who he should fight.
1: <laughs> CM Punk's uh, debut would be absolutely short-lived if that was the case. You but, think so? Uh, uh, yes, Chelsea Farn would maul that guy. <laughs> If he held down he held down Anderson Silva for twenty four minutes, it'd be a short night for CM Punk. Anyway, that's gonna do it for this edition of the majority decision. Thanks everybody for listening. We'll be back Friday. Have a good week.